Welcome to the podcast M&A War Stories. You're joined by your hosts, Robert Heaton and Toby Tester. Each week, we walk through our experiences of M&A projects where we've been involved and we unpack the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our purpose is simply to leave you with valuable lessons that you can use in your M&A projects. And so let's not waste any more time and get this podcast underway. Hey, Toby, how are you? Good, Robert. Hi, how are you going? But I thought you'd be completely whacked by now. From what I heard in our previous conversation, you've been riding your bike up the side of mountains. Well, I have indeed. Uh, this is all part of a fitness campaign on my side, uh, Robert. We can't be all working way hard at the desk and things. You've got to get out there. So I've been, uh, just yesterday, cycled up the side of the Blue Mountains and thoroughly exhausted myself. I almost fell off my bike, which is not a good look, I can assure you. I've fully recovered from the experience. Well, that's always a good reward for uh, a long bike ride is, is a few beers. So, yeah, it, it absolutely. Well, I felt like I had earned it. After sort of cycling for about 50 kilometres along a gravel track, I think I earned my uh, beer. I, you most definitely did. Now, we're going to have a talk today about integration and where the key important aspects are of integration. Yeah, I'm going to go on to talk about something that I've only just learned today. It's called SPAC. Okay. S-P-A-C. And I'll Explain outline. what a SPAC is, Rob. Well, yeah, I'll come on to that when we get on to it. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we can finish off. I've got three uh, quotes from uh, Les Heyman that we can finish up on. Great. But if, we, if we kick off, I was having a conversation with the other day, and they really got my goat. Because yeah. we were talking about post-deal integration. Mm. And they turned around and they said, Oh, yeah, well, it's easy for you. You're in the tech industry. Post-deal integration in the tech industry is, is damned easy. And, and they went on to say, you're not dealing with dangerous chemicals. You haven't got occupational health and safety to deal with. There's no unions. You've got life sweet and easy. And, and it really got me fired up because I thought, you don't even understand. Almost every acquisition integration is challenging they've all got their good points and bad points and if i'm being fair and honest almost every industry has its challenges there's no one industry is easier or harder than than the others i agree entirely yeah yeah but when i when when we started this a a few minutes ago you then said yeah well that leads you on to the topic that was in your mind in that we don't necessarily help people understand True. what the core success factors of a, of a post-acquisition integration well, might be. It's interesting that this person got your goat there, uh, Robert, because one of the things that gets my goat is that when I've heard people talk about uh, m integration, well, that's just when you, after you do the deal, you whack them together. <laughs> and... My concern is, is that a lot does get written on the topic. Perhaps not many people read it, but a lot gets written on it. There are many books, many articles from a lot of leading consulting firms. I myself have written a plenty of articles. But whether we're collectively making it more simple or straightforward so that people can follow it and understand the key steps. You know, so much often the case in management that we, we tend to confuscate things and we don't make it simple and clear as to what needs to be done there's a lot of confuscation there rob and that that's my concern well 
I would agree with you. And I've certainly seen integration projects where the integration team mm. have wallowed in their glory, so to speak. We're doing all this mystical stuff and it's we're the experts at it sort mm. of thing. And they shroud it in a cloud of mystery of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. I think actually the core that you've got to try and achieve in a, a merger integration is to actually keep it simple. Yeah. What, one thought that uh, crossed my mind, Robin, that something that we do at the end of every, every podcast is we actually have some quotes from Les Heyman, which I think are very simple quotes. And they're, they're quotes effectively about fundamentally about leadership in its broadest sense. You, you, I think perhaps what, what we really need to do is to say, put together some very simple statements, like principles, business maxims, statements that really reduce the M&A process to some fundamental principles or some ideas. And it could be around leadership, it could be around process, or it could be around teams. But somehow we put this together to say these principles remain the same regardless of the deal that you're running. And I think in a way that's something that we perhaps should try and do. I love the idea. Yeah. So whereas Les has got the hundred pieces of advice for managers, yeah. Yeah. We, we could do something similar, which is the hundred pieces of advice for... Exactly. Any... exactly. I love that idea. Don't you think that's a good one? I mean, perhaps that's that's yeah. that that's our task. We're here. We're both very experienced. We both collectively got, would I say, dare I say, about a half a century's worth of experience between ourselves. And I think it's our job to say, well, look, with all this, we should just do not dissimilar to what you do with Les Heyman, those simple quotes. Get them down for MA specifically. We can have some little headings. Maybe it's around leadership or around team or, or process yep, yep. or about deal yep. value. What if it may be? But just get some pithy statements and you, do you say the statement and then unpack it. But it's you like, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? I yeah. think we can go out to our audience and ask mm. them to also contribute their one-liners. Exactly. And then what we should try and do is we'll come up with some one-liners. Let's start building this and let's get other people to get their feedback. But these become the messages, the mantra, that when you think that something's going off the rails and you see it in the work context, you come up with one of those and that puts everybody back on the rails again. Yeah, and the challenge that's going through my head is what what are we going to call it? We'll, we'll have to think of a title. I, that's I, I what think, I mean, yeah. yeah. But, but I love know. the idea because it could be so educational for yeah. anybody. It, it's almost one of those guiding principles, isn't it? Yeah. Think of it this way, Rob, and I'll use a metaphor here. It's, it, I think M&A in many ways is a game. There's a game you're playing here, like a card game, and you have a set of cards. Okay, this is your deck. In your deck, you have typically 52 cards. Okay, what card do I bring out at one particular time that has that statement, that thing that says, this is what we need to be doing yeah. now? You know? Yeah, yeah. And in a way, we, we huh. need to bring it down to that because we know nothing simple. What does the Einstein said? It says you've got to make it um, everything as simple as possible, but not simpler. Well, yeah. the thought that's just gone into my head mm. is imagine that you're a senior leader. 
and you're about to stand up and talk to your team or your company yeah. about this acquisition and you want them to take three things away when they when they go yeah that sort of list that we just talked about exactly takeaways these are takeaways yeah. and maybe that's it you you take those and you build those into your speech you put the, the, the things you put in your back pocket. Those are the things you have ready. Yeah. They're the what, do you know what this is just reminding me of? Um, I mean, this is, this is a, a, a parallel conversation, but hmm. I used to be part of a team that managed Sapphire, which is SAP's massive customer event every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it used to kick off in Hasso Platner's office, and he used to rant and rave about the future of technology and all yeah. this sort of stuff. But out of that came two or three one-line statements. Yes. Right? And they became the foundation on which everything else was done for that exhibition. It all boiled back down to those three one-liners. It's great. They're, they're like taglines. I think that they're like yeah. they're like gifts. It's a it's a gift you're giving, and I, and I think that that's that's what I think we need to do here, Rob, to to try and cut through all the noise and bring it down to those those simple takeaways, those I'm gonna, nuggets. I'm going to put a point out on this podcast because yeah. we could be fooling ourselves. Yeah, but I actually don't think. Such a document exists. I don't. I certainly I haven't, haven't seen I one. I haven't seen it. I have certainly seen some good pearls of wisdom or one-liners, which I do like. But I don't think anybody's gone to aggregate them I've, in a simple way. I've seen an M&A dictionary, which is just what does this mean? What does yeah, that yeah. mean? Well, you know, we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking that. No, 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 we're, no. we're talking about. We're talking about a document which essentially can be guiding principles, but at the yeah. same time can also be inspirational. They're, they're inspirational. They're those things that need to enter people's minds to guide what you do. And I, and I think it's yeah. to make sure that as you go through the whole deal process, don't forget those principles because they hold right. true and they mm -hmm. remain true regardless of the transaction you're working on. I'm going to fire up a document on uh, Google Docs that we can share, and we'll All start right. putting okay. that in there. All right. And we well, can invite other people to contribute Indeed. To it as well. well, look, partly the reason for talking about it now, it's a frustration when we're talking here now about your experience with this guy in the tech industry. You say, ah, oh, so easy. And uh, I've had experience of one guy saying, oh, well, you know, after the deal, you just whack them together. And I think, hey, man, I mean... <laughs> This is complex stuff we're dealing with here. It, in actual fact, it is the most complex thing you could think you can do in a corporate. The most complex corporate activity you can ever undertake. But anyway, I but think, look, it's, I, I think we, we've spoken about this. And I think just to share it and look, if anybody's got any comments or would like to help play a part in this process, by all means, give us a shout. Yep. Now, I'm going to go on and talk about SPACs. SPACs, indeed. Tell me more, Rob. Yeah. I had a conversation with my colleagues recently, mm. and they 
started talking about specs. My response was, well, I used to have one, but I switched to Mercedes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the best way I can describe a spec, Mm. it's a special purpose acquisition vehicle. And I'll try and explain it in my understanding. So we're all familiar with venture capitals and equity partners, right? And they both work with investors' funds, and they go out buying all sorts of different companies based on sometimes speculative opportunities, sometimes on a strategy or whatever, but it's a long-term goal. Now, a SPAC apparently is an empty investment shell. Right. But its attraction is that it's created by people who have got significant industry experience or reputation. Right. right. Now, now, one of the recent ones was put together by the former chairman of the Bank of Italy mm. and French industrialist. <clears throat> yeah. And those two individuals giants in their industry yep right instantly respected recognized etc and what they did was they created an empty shell Mm. that investors could deposit funds into Mm. for the sole purpose of acquiring a specific target and then merging that shell with the target right okay Right. So what happens in a SPAC is that let's say you and I are investors mm. and we look at it and we go, wow, Bernard now has got this SPAC and he's looking to acquire all of Air Italia, for yep. example. And we might sit there and go, I want to be a part of that. Right? Yeah, yeah, sure. And we want to invest. So we, we both invest in it. Yep. <laughs> But when we invest in it, we're doing two things. We're not just putting our money in there and saying, great, I want to see a 14% return in two years' time. Mm. What we're also doing is we're we're investing into that, our management expertise. Mm. Right? Yep, yep. And so you then go off and you acquire Air Italia. Let's say it's successful, right? Mm. The people that are invited into the SPAC then essentially provide their expertise, their joint expertise. Now, when you say invited into, are they invited into shareholders, Rob? Yes. So let's say you and I generated one. Yep. And somebody comes along and they go, hey, Rob and Toby, we really love this um, this investment vehicle that you've got. We want to be part of it. Yeah. We we might turn around and go, "Uh, sorry, no. Yeah. You know, this is this is we've got a particular target in mind, and we don't think you fit. Yep. yep. Right. So that's one part of it, mm. and so there's a continuity. That the, the whole purpose of this spec is to acquire a specific target or yeah. targets, sometimes just one or two. Right. But as the acquisition goes through, yep. those investors stay with the acquisition. Yep and actually form the advisory board and mm. leadership team of the new entity that comes right. out the other side. Okay, okay. Apparently is attractive about it 
mm. is that let's say we both put you know ten million dollars in each, yeah, and for whatever reason that acquisition doesn't pay off, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work, right? Mm. The way a SPAC works is that you then close it down and you give the investors their money back. Yep. But it's not like a private equity fund where you're investing for a five-year period and there's all these clauses and conditions about when you can get your money out or what mm. you can do with it. And, and all you're really doing is giving your money to a leadership team, hoping that they're going to grow it. Mm. In this case, you're investing in the SPAC for a very specific reason. Right. And so is this a kind of like a nice alternative to an IPO, is it? I mean, is yeah, that... Yeah, it, it is exactly that. Okay. Um, so so rather than going through doing the IPO process, what you do is you create the SPAC and then based upon the those SPAC, the investors within that SPAC, you, you raise the money in order to acquire yeah. a firm. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, and the if you like the members of that spec, yeah, as it grows, mm. becomes a combination of the expertise. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. It sounds like a very good investment investment approach, um, yeah. and a way of raising funds. But but what would be the downside there, Rob? What what would be from what you see, well, what you've read so far? The, the the downside is that there aren't so many downsides. What what I one downside I can see yeah. is it's essentially an exclusive club. Yeah, it sounds to me that it's not as rigorous or as transparent as an IPO because obviously there's a lot you have to no. do for an IPO. So yeah. it sounds like it's a bit of a club, isn't it? Maybe it's a bit of a maybe it's that's that's exactly that's the way I saw yeah. it. Is yeah. is that it starts off being created. Yeah, by people who have got a significant reputation, right? You know, rock stars. Let's right. say those rock stars say, "Righto, we're we're gonna we're gonna set up a fund. We're gonna invite people into that fund, mm. and we're gonna go and acquire GEC." Yep. Right, and we've got a strategy for what we're gonna do with it. Yep. Right. Now it, it might not be something that big. It might be you, you might not go for something that big. But all the same, mm. people that then come into the fund mm. are firstly attracted by the fact that it's founded by these rock stars, mm. right? But by the same token, the rock stars also will turn around to some people and go, "Yeah, well, thanks. It's nice to talk to you, but no." <laughs> Right. And so what you end up with is this SPAC is an investment vehicle mm. that not only has the consolidated funds to make the acquisition, mm. but it's also got the consolidated expertise to make that acquisition very successful. That's interesting. I see two sides. It could make an acquisition very successful, but sometimes even with rock star um, investors involved, it could be an actual fact, a significant way of destroying value at the same time. So, like, oh, <laughs> there's a two, there are two sides to this, you know, Rob. Well, well, one of the things that crossed my mind when I was talking to about it was mm-hmm. we've talked 
before about culture, mm. I, was, I was thinking, oh, there's another heading here, managing yeah. egos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, indeed. And that's one of the reasons why sometimes when you've got these rock stars, they've all got big egos uh, there, Rob. So, yeah. it, it, look, no doubt about it. It's, it's, it sounds like a very hot trend. I Now now you've educated me about it. I, I'm aware of the fact that it's very popular and a, a great alternative way um, of raising funds to acquire a company and a different approach to an IPO. There are great yep. upsides, but there are downsides too. But let's watch this space and see what happens with this uh, latest hot trend. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm going to do a bit more research on it now. Because okay. as I say, this was, this was the first time I heard mm. about it. Yeah, no, I haven't In, heard about it either. Yeah. No, SPAC. 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 All right, um, there you go, SPAC. So, yeah, I'll do a bit more research on it. We might talk about it again a bit more next week. Great. But uh, now, have you got anything else to talk about? No, not really. That? No, I think I've had my major, I wouldn't call it a rant. I think it's a kind no. of a desire to improve our collective ability I, in I just, love that. I just love that idea. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to finish with three of Les Heyman's quotes again. Okay. All right. And again, as you've said, the, these are all observations on, on leadership. Yes. Right? So uh, I just like finishing off with these. Number one, be humble. Greatness doesn't have to be advertised. And that's, like just that. go, that's just going back to what we just talked about with egos, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Yes. I like, I like that. Yeah. The other one, number two. Never get angry. The minute that you do, you've lost. So true. So true. Isn't it? Yes. And I like that because that's, exact, that's the sort of thing, Rob. It's eternal. You never get angry. There can't be a circumstance where you get angry. You've lost. You've lost yeah. it. I agree. Yeah. And, if, and if, you were, if you were advising a senior leader who was just about to walk into a difficult mm. meeting, mm. And you wanted to give him one piece of advice mm. to remember, it would be that, wouldn't it? Mm. Don't get angry because the minute you've done that, you've lost. Mm. Right? And the third one sort of leads off from that as well. Number three, lead by example. But yes. remember, your people watch and see everything you do. Well, I, I think- like that one. The thing is, of course, that people are really modeling off you. So, you, when yes. you provide that thing, you're actually you're giving the opportunity for your followers to model what you do. We become models. Yeah. I was talking to someone last week, and they were talking about being in the moment. In yeah. other words, conscious of what's going on around you. Yeah. And I think what that's what that leads to. It's, yes. It's be aware of your own actions and how you're being perceived. Yes. Yes. Right, because your behavior and the way that you model yourself, people watch you. They almost have a microscope on you, sure. don't they? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, so that was the three. Great. And I will put those on the bottom of our podcast when we publish it. And uh, other than that, it's as always been a pleasure. And uh, we'll be back next week with another podcast from MA Stories. Until then, it's bye for now. And goodbye for myself as well.